Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. And now a word from our sponsor. Revolution Beauty is affordable and accessible makeup for all. Since day one, Revolution has been challenging beauty norms and championing diversity. All products are 100% cruelty-free and designed based on consumer feedback. So Revolution has something for every skin type and for any occasion. I know for myself, having skin having my skin be a little bit better and making sure that for my combination skin, that whatever I'm using will be graceful enough to make sure that it attacks the parts that I need a little bit more extra love to, and then not making anything that I don't need have any problems at all. We are teaming up with Revolution Beauty to give you 20% off your next purchase by using the code PODGO20. That's code P O D. G O two zero at revolutionbeauty.us. Check out the link in our show notes and join the revolution today. Happy Friday. One more amazing week that we are super blessed to see. And it's Friday. That is something to be excited for. I know we're not supposed to live our lives till Friday, and I say this almost all the time, but it's still an accomplishment when you've had everything thrown at you for the whole week and you finally get to that one point where you can now take that rest. I'm here to celebrate all of that. So with that being said, let me just go ahead and get right into today's episode. If this is your first time, let don't let that be your last, like come back, join, share, review, let us know what we need, what you need, I should say. And one thing I always like to make sure we mention is that sometimes in these conversations, they can get quite heavy. I don't know everybody's triggers, you're not aware of all of mine. So if there's something that is being said that is pushing on a trigger of yours, always take that time to put this on pause, take some deep breaths, Decide if you want to come back or if you want to just continue through, do whatever is best for your personal self-care, because the last thing I would want to have happen is for you to just be completely triggered and have anything happening with you. On this podcast, we talk about self-care, we talk about mental health, we talk about the difficulty things that normal podcasts or normal people don't just sit around talking about. But I figure like this, if we don't have that conversation, who is going to? So grab your favorite drink and your beverage of choice, whatever that may be. If you're working out, because I know I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm working out, let's just send you all that amazing energy so that you can continue on crushing your goals and getting all, you know, revved up for the day. And let's get right on into this episode. We will be taking a two week hiatus. um, And I call it, it's not even really a hiatus. It's a break. 
everything in life needs breaks. Everything in life needs balance. This is the last and the season finale of season three. So that means we will be back for season four. We will be back for season four on June the 4th. So that is Friday, June the 4th. We will be back with new episodes. We have guests all lined up. Um, not every episode is going to have a guest, but we do have more guests this upcoming season. With that in mind, um, I'm hoping that if you didn't get a chance to listen to the other seasons before now, first season one and season two, I believe we're only 10 seasons a piece. Um, and they've had some bonus episodes as well. Season three has been 20 episodes. And also some bonus episodes here and there as well. Um, I, in the beginning of the first two seasons was just really just to get my thoughts together, get everything rolling and, you know, just seeing how this was going. And now that I'm into it, um, season four will definitely have at least 20 uh, episodes. Um, again, we're going to get you right back into the swing of things. So on June the 4th will allow us to have gotten the summer sort of unofficially started and getting on the way because again, like everyone else, you know, summer is going to bring us new challenges. Um, just this week, we had a gas shortage. And I mean, not just us, but all, you know, all around. And so we're going to see how this all plays out. Now they're saying that it's going to start to get level out with all the gas. So for all the people that were at the gas stations fighting, um, doing the most um, hoarding gas, I've never thought in my, my whole life that I would see people putting uh, gas uh, in containers that are not, you know, the approved containers, you know, the little one you have in your car for when you run out, which, you know, if you do, like, I, I don't like to leave my gas tank pretty much, you know, at halfway, because once it gets past that, then I start to get a little nervous. But I've never seen people I, I think I was seeing online where people were putting gas in like storage containers, like moving storage containers. Like I have a bunch of those in my house. I would never in my life consider that to just be out here uh, putting gas in and hoarding gas. Like it was already enough for y'all to be hoarding the toilet paper when the beginning of this uh, panoramic slash pandemic took place. But now y'all hoarding gas. Like that's just team too much. Like I can't even put y'all is bold. Like y'all just live a bold life. Like I just prayed that everybody that was hoarding gas wasn't out here, you know, smoking cigarettes and things while they were transporting. Cause in my mind, that's just a hazard waiting to happen. I'm too accident prone to be living out here on the edge like that. And that's just me. I'm personally just too accident prone. I recognize that I recognize my strengths. I recognize my weaknesses. And so with all that being said, you wouldn't even begin to find me out here in these streets doing no, nothing like that. You just, it could not happen. So kudos to y'all that was out here, you know, hoarding gas, putting them in containers. Do you understand? Like once you put gas in a container, especially one it's not supposed to be in, you can't really get that smell out. So I don't know where y'all thinking y'all going. Like y'all keeping this in the, in the, in the garage. Uh, it's just, it's too, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous for me, but I just celebrated my birthday officially. I was telling you guys last episode that I was preparing for the birthday. It was supposed to be birthday weekend. And now as of Monday, I have officially transitioned. I am into the 40s and it feels quite amazing. However, can we just take a couple steps back for the days that led up to the 40? And can we also talk about the actual day of my birthday? Like what all went down? So... Shout out to my amazing husband, which he has been on, I believe, episode on uh, episode, but season two, and we had him on and it was great conversation. But 
for my birthday, he really did go all out and plan this amazing weekend. So originally he told me we were staying at one hotel. We ended up staying at the Sofitel. Um, I have done a blog. I'll drop that into the, the note so you can just kind of see. Now, if you've never even heard of Sofitel, it is a French inspired hotel. They do everything the French way. Now, saying that I just went to Paris about what, like two years ago now? I was all here for it. I've done plenty of events with them. Um, I've seen and been on their property plenty of times. However, this time we were upgraded to a suite, which was amazing. And let me just say, I'm personally trying to figure out what pillow top they use because when our bodies literally got, when we got into the bed, our bodies kind of melted into the, the mattress. It was amazing. Like the best sleep I had had in a long time. Now let's be real. My um, mattress and everything at my house is very, very luxurious. Like we did go out and we spent a pretty penny on our bed because, you know, this was, be, I mean, this was obviously before the pandemic and all those different things. But when you sleep and you, you know, work hard, you want to be able to come home and sleep and have good quality sleep. So I'm not saying that our bed was so raggedy that by the time we got to this bed, it was just like the best sleep that we ever had. And I do have children. And I took that into consideration. Was the sleep that I got just so amazing because I'm tired because I have kids. I'm running my business as, you know, a blogger and things. Is that the reason? But I'm telling you physically, like physically beyond any of those other factors. When you got into the bed, the bed felt like you were on the oasis of just the best happiness of your entire life. I'm telling you, if you've never stayed at a Sofitel, you need to upgrade yourself to the suite. You need to get in that bed and tell me you don't feel the same. I'm telling you, you're going to feel amazing. So we had a great stay um, at the Sofitel. We had dinner that was prearranged. My husband just really, like I said, he did a great job. Um, we were able to relax. We spent some time with the kids separately from all of this. And then, um, you know, Mother's Day was this past Sunday and, you know, Mother's Day is a hard time in our house because my husband has to kind of split duties. So his mother, unfortunately, has passed and transitioned about four years ago. And with me, he's always been very diligent of making sure that the kids do a great job of honoring um, me. You know, I'm obviously not his wife. I mean, I'm his wife, but I'm not his mom. So, you know, he still makes sure that he shows the children how to make sure that they honor their mom. And they have done a great job with picking things. They pretty much have gotten pretty understanding of the things that I like. And they're very devoted. My children still give me handwritten gifts. Apparently, according to my youngest daughter, I am just as beautiful as Beyonce. I am just as nice as Beyonce. And it was one other thing she said that I was just as Beyonce. And I was like, let's give this baby an extra fruit snack. Like, let's go ahead and just bless her soul with an extra thing as fruit snacks. Because, you know, I was here for that. You know, if anybody's comparing me to Beyonce, do that. I'm here for that. Oh, she said I was just as sweet. So just as sweet, just as pretty and just as nice as Beyonce. And pretty much because I'm the administrative assistant for the beehive in my mind, I was here for that. So, I, you know, I'm gonna get that baby an extra fruit snack for Jesus because that's what we want to do with her. And so my Mother's Day was very calm. The kids got me breakfast. Well, they served me breakfast in bed. My husband cooked it, of course. Thank you, Jesus. Um, you cannot allow kids just to go out here and pour random bowls of cereal with yogurt on the top and burnt up toast. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if I'm the one of those moms that's kind of I would be like, oh, my gosh, thank you. But I'm telling you straight from the gate, I'm not eating it. 
Um, but God bless that my husband made the breakfast. The kids served me. Um, my husband served me a mimosa in bed because that was uh, last Sunday was National Mimosa Day. So it was great. And then I had some chance to really just rest, stay in the bed. I called my family members. I need to call my mom and um, watch TV. I Listen, I had not watched TV so much because I just don't have time to just sit around watching hours and hours of TV. But I was able to watch. I can't even tell you what the show was, but it was a mom. It was a couple. And they had, I think, 11 kids and three on the way. It was food. I won't say it was foolishness because I don't want to call somebody's um, come up. You know, the fact that they're on the show, they're going to get some sort of coin. So I'm not going to call somebody's uh, come up foolishness. It's just foolishness in my eyes because there's no way that my body was told to have 11 children and or 14 technically. So God bless that family. So I don't know how I got caught up in watching that, but I did watch it and it was time to get ready to go. And we ended up going to visit his mom at the gravesite, you know, pay our respects and um, pay his, our respects to his grandmother ran into some other fam, fam members as well so Sunday was really chill we had some takeout that we brought back to the house because I honestly have gotten over this whole be on Mother's Day going out to eat it has nothing to do with the pandemic but the amount of crowds that are in restaurants on Mother's Day I can't it's too much for me and even with the like when we to go pick up our food it was people in and out of these restaurants it was booming so I had some margaritas at home, strawberry margaritas at home. We ate some of the takeout at home. And then Monday came, birthday is here, 40, you know, cueing all the, you know, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, um, birthday music, all of that. Let me just say I woke up in the morning and I was perfectly fine. My kids, of course, my family, my husband was like, oh, happy birthday. And I woke up, I had tears crying for the most morning, I would say from eight till maybe 10 30 11 o'clock I'll say like 10 15 because I had an appointment more like a a meeting at 10 30 I don't understand why I want to tell myself that it's because I'm grateful to be alive right just grateful to be 40 grateful to be alive but me and my emotions a couple of weeks leading up to my birthday has been quite off you know I always heard everybody say how you know, you turn 40, you get real grown, grown. And I told y'all the second I turned 40, I consider myself to be shown enough grown. But when I was thinking about the hard hitting lessons, which is what I want to talk about today. And some of the things that I struggled with from birth until 40 was really literally being okay to be in my skin. I am exceptionally intelligent I believe that in my whole life you know I just that's just how I was I'm very much about integrity when it comes to doing certain things I'm very particular and I also have a very quirky personality like for instance knowing all the national holidays um, I find joy in those things and we've talked about why like those are just things that makes me me and for so long it took me a long time to realize that this is just who I am because everybody's telling you that you're not allowed to be you. They're telling you on one and one, <laughs> one breath to say, be all you can be, be yourself. But nine times out of 10, when you are yourself, then it's not accepted. Well, you can be yourself, but then you're going to end up not being, you know, you can't go hang out with this sort of crowd and you can't hang out with them because they won't accept you. And you can't be around them because they won't accept you. So it's hard to tell someone to be themselves when being themselves comes at a price. 
right? It comes at non people not accepting them for who they are. So I struggled with that for a large majority of my life of who it is that I, who I was, what did I want to be? What do I want to accomplish? What did I see in my future? And those are things that I struggle with. And as, as I gotten in the last couple, I want to say last 10 years, but definitely in the last five, I have been really shaking up myself about what it is I truly want to be, who it is that I want to be. And what do I like? And everybody says that they know what they like, right? You know, your favorite color, which is red, you know, your favorite food, which is mostly Italian. But now that I'm a vegan, I got to, you know, figure that all out. And these are the favorites. But it takes more than just knowing your favorite color and your favorite food and your favorite store, your favorite whatever. It also takes knowing who you are and what you like about yourself, even when the whole world is telling you that you're like the worst person in the whole nation, right? And I struggled. I struggled also being able to be, again, this is, we talked about this last week, when you say no and you speak definitively to other people and just making sure people respect your, your, the line that you put into the sand. And I struggle with that because a lot of it is that I was taught that even as a kid, I wasn't allowed to have an opinion. You know, my kids, they have their thoughts, they have their opinions and they've not disrespected us and their thoughts and their opinions, but I wasn't free. Like Gabrielle Union was talking about being raised to be a free black girl. And that means that you should be able to just be who you are on a, you know, without even thought, like you should have to think about it. But as a black girl, you can't be too loud because if you're too loud, you're considered ghetto or you can't you can't be assertive because you're being sassy. You're being too you're you're smelling yourself. But I've always had a very direct opinion and trying to couple that with not disrespecting an elder, which is pretty much everybody. And then being a people pleaser, I struggled immensely Like I couldn't be in my skin. I didn't even know what that was. When I went to college was the biggest struggle outside of the party and all that stuff. That wasn't a struggle. That was just plain fun. But outside of that was really tapping into what I was. I was so scared to do anything that the things that I wanted to do that made me happy because it didn't please my mom and dad. I would lie and say, oh, no, no, this is what I'm doing. So I became a very good liar at a very young age because I wasn't able to authentically be who I wanted to be. And I know within certain parameters, you have to, you know, you have to put step stops in, in places for children, but I was really stunted in so much. And my parents thankfully have finally admitted to that. Like, you know, my childhood just had way too much going on and it just wasn't allowing a free space to just be who I needed to be for me. And I struggled. So of course, by the time I turned 18, not knowing who I was, like I told you before in this, in these episodes before about being in a totally marriage minded church where everything was about marriage. You shouldn't have a 14 and 15 year old talking about, I can't wait till I turn 18 so I can get married. You don't even know who you are at 18. I didn't know who I was. And I'm sure all the other 18 year olds had no idea who they were. I did not understand who I was until after I was married, had children struggled with all kinds of foolishness I had anxiety I had panic attacks that I was having I was dealing with uh depression I was dealing with episodic depression I was dealing with postpartum depression I had so many things happening that I just was juggling way too much and so I don't know if it was just because when you think about your life like I think about all the good that I have ever done that I feel that I've done because you know good who measures good 
And then when I think about the things that were horrible, right? The, the decisions that I made that I'm like, girl, God's grace was on your life twofold because you was out there really doing the most. That brought tears to my eyes. I had been crying like periodically throughout the whole led up to 40. And I've, and listen, I have had friends, my own husband who turned 40 before me, and they all had this sense of like, you know, what am I doing with my life? Like that whole reevaluation. And let me be real. I know that for me, because of the, the choices that I made in the last five years, that conversation of what have I done in my life was a little less. And I had to think about that because, you know, we put so much negativity on our lives and what we're doing that we don't even give ourselves credit for the things that we truly are like being a badass at doing. Like we're not giving ourselves enough credit. So I had to take the sting of saying to myself, do I feel accomplished? I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I, but I, you know, I'm not where I used to be church. You know, that church rhetoric comes up real quick, but I have made a lot of strides in these last five years, for sure. I have made some most amazing, amazing turns that I have to attribute to therapy, right? And that's for me. You may be sitting here listening, saying, girl, here she go with that therapy stuff. And it's not for me. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're whole, maybe you're healthy and maybe your mindset is just great all the time and you have no flaws. And maybe the flaws that you do have, you're just quick to recognize it. You turn and you're doing great. Kudos to you for me. I needed therapy for me. I will still need therapy at various points of my life. And that has helped me to sift out some people. One thing I will say is that I've definitely grabbed onto the ability to let somebody know that I'm not here to play this little, you know, when you play double Dutch, you kind of go in and out, in and out, in and out. That is not the game that I'm choosing to play at 40. I didn't start. I stopped playing that game at 35. So I know at 40, I'm not here to play it. I have been giving people the same level of energy that they have been giving me. So when you see me and you giving me dry high, I just got to give you obligatory high, trust and believe I'm giving you obligatory high. And for people who know me and love, you know, oh, she's such a great person. She's such a great friend. She's this, she's that. I am all those things, but I'm also matching energy, right? I am not about to give of my resources, my anything to people who are not doing the same. I know that you're supposed to treat other people like you would want to be treated, but there is a fine line between giving all and giving your all to people who continuously are basically habitual line, line steppers. I'm not interested in all that. And I stopped that mess. Like I said, 35, I had my last quote unquote cuss out with people. And at that moment, I was like, I'm not giving this energy to, to nobody on this planet again which is the large reason why my husband and I don't argue as much. I'm not saying that we don't have issues because we probably, I mean, I'm not saying we probably do. We do, but we just don't have this whole verbalization going back and forth because I just don't have that type of energy. It takes all of my, my strength to keep my mindset going. It takes all of my strength to make sure that my kids are straight. It takes enough strength to get on my treadmill or my, not my treadmill, but my bike and you know, ride that four or five times a week and drink my water and keep these blogs popping and keep my clients great and make sure that my husband's straight and make sure that I'm doing self-care for myself and showing up for myself. I really don't have time to be adding on negative energy. I don't and I won't make the time. I probably could make the time. I just refuse to make the time, period. It's just, I don't have it in me. I do not have it in me to do. 
Some people may look, listen to this and say, that is wrong to you, <laughs> to you. But at this age and stage, I don't have the energy to continue to match in people's raggedy energy. You're not calling. I had someone reach out to me. I hadn't heard in a month of Sundays and they're just like, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hey, thanks. But I hadn't heard from them in years. And honestly, I've had my life. They've had their life. So I don't hold this whole, well, you ain't talked to me in years, so I ain't going to talk to you. That's just not me. But it had been years. But even still, I match your energy all year round. I match your energy from here on out. I think it's important to realize who you are. And once you start that process, it becomes a lot easier to, to recognize when somebody is not doing what they need to be doing where you're concerned. So that is where I'm at with my mindset. But on my birthday, yes, I woke up with all this. And I wasn't like that boohoo, ugly cry. Like it wasn't any of that. It was just, I'm getting, doing my hair and tears is coming out of my eyes. I'm putting on my makeup, tears is coming out of my eyes. Just those types of moments. And I had wrote in my blog, which I will leave in the show notes, is that I'm learning to give people peace that they have never given or extended to me. I don't, I'm sure I've talked about this, but my stepfather raised me as his own I believe at the age of maybe four and a half to five years old and my biological father in my mind I just assumed he was in you know in Ohio where I'm from and that it was you know everything was everything and here to find out that his family which was his sister and everything I didn't realize was even my aunt uh, lived right across the street from like my grandmom. And then I go to in the last couple of years before, right before the pandemic. So right, literally right before the pandemic, I made the choice to go and talk to them, got more information. And the things that I found out about him, this is the thing, it would be one thing if my mom had been bashing my bashing my father to me all my life, but that really wasn't what happened. But to talk to his family which is AKA my family. And they're like, mm, yeah, I don't know about all that. I don't know if you want to get caught up in him because he's, this is whatever the other, it just made me reconfirm that although I probably in the back of my mind will always probably try to figure him out or figure out if I want to push this relationship with him. And what I mean by relationship, it's just a physical, I literally just want to see him face to face, have a conversation, a quick conversation if possible, or maybe a long one and walk away. I'd have no expectations like I did when I was a little girl hoping that this father figure that I had in my mind made up was going to come and be like, Oh my gosh, I've longed to see you like that is the type of mindset I had when I was a kid grown now I'm like oh I dodged a bullet Jesus and he's capable of changing what if everything that I'm saying today and he changes I still stand by what I said today let's be clear people are like oh my god don't say that because you never know I am going to stand very affirmed on what I'm saying especially now that it's on the podcast but as far as if he changes that's between him and Jesus I, I, I can't but I have learned that even with that being one of the hardest chapters that I've had in my life that I've had this up and down feeling with at 40, I said, Lord, you know, you've covered me so long, you know, throughout my life. You know, I had my stepfather. He was a father figure, everything about him and everything about my mom. I haven't always enjoyed. I haven't always liked. I haven't always seen eye to eye, but I had it. 
And for me to close that chapter of my life where I'm not saying close the chapter, but at least close the door a little bit for me is that, you know, I had to look at it from instead of looking at what I didn't have, look at what I did have. God allowed me to be covered. And then he gave me the mindset that my husband and I can raise our children knowing that we have to do what's best for them and make sure that they don't fill that void. That's 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 the lesson. That is the lesson. I think sometimes we want the lesson to be a lot bigger, but that's the lesson for at least for me and my household. So getting to 40 has been challenging because you have to recall and call the things that you've had going on in your life. And for me, that's been such a difficult walk. I'm not saying that my life and my childhood and everything has been the worst thing possible into man. I'm sure there's other people who've had worse, but just different things that I've dealt with. I'm like, and not even just my childhood. I'm just talking about life in general. I'm like, God, I'm just grateful for, for grace. And we take very big advantage of grace and we don't really give grace the credit that she deserves. I'm going to say she, God deserves, but we have to do better at that because I'm telling you right now, if it hadn't been the grace of God, I would not be here, period. I've had way too many close calls to death so many, so many times. And the thought process now that I'm a mom is like, Lord, allow me to be here to see them through these different challenges. Let me be here to guide them. Let me just be here to guide them. I don't want to run their life. I don't want to, you know, tell them that every little thing they have to do for the rest of their entire lives. I just want to be here for their seasons. But I want to be available for their seasons in the right way so that I can be a a beautiful addition to their seasons, not be here just to be here. And then they're sitting in therapy because of something that I'm saying or doing. And that's really honestly my biggest prayer. Like I know that they're going to go to therapy because even people who had these quote unquote perfect lives, everybody will benefit from going to therapy in my opinion. But I don't want to be the cause of that. I don't want to be the cause of that. So I'm always constantly tweaking myself, praying, getting myself together, apologizing where apologies are needed. But these 40 years have not been peaches and cream. There's been a lot of downtime. There's been a lot of hurt. There's been a lot of pain, but that is what life is going to be about. And now the second quote unquote, second half of life, you know, people will be like, oh, I don't want to get old. What? I want to be here. I want to get old. I want to be here. I want to be in my right mind while I'm here. I want to be able to do for myself, you know, as long as I possibly can, but I'm trying to stay here on earth as long as I can. I'm trying to make sure I catch my babies. And if they have children to see my grandchildren, like I want to be able to do that. But this next half of life, I got to make sure I'm walking right. I'm not going to give my energy to even to the things that I want that don't make sense. Like there's just life is so short, but I want to make sure I make every minute count. And I want somebody when they're talking about me and they're, you you know, the eulogy and things like that. I want them to have great things to say, but I got to put great things into the earth. So 40 is looking really good on me. I'm enjoying this little, you know, I'm on a, on a quick ride. I'm just, I'm just starting out, but I'm loving this. My husband did an amazing job. I can't say anything bad about him as far as what he did for me this whole weekend. He did just amazing. The gifts were great. My friends, my friends, my friends were amazing. They sent me some of the most amazing things. And I'm appreciative of that because life isn't really just about gifts. Last year, I got things too that I couldn't even uh, really do anything with. Um, 
and I won't say just, oh, I couldn't do anything with, they just sat, but I'm saying there was like a lot of things that, a couple things like shoes and things like that where I didn't have anywhere to go. But the beautiful thing about gifts is that it's not about the gift, it's about the people that that remembered you, that had you on your, on, they had you on your, on their heart. And they thought enough of you to say, I want to make sure I give her something, just want to give her a blessing. So for me, I'm here for that. I'm always just here to be just thought of just something, even it could be the smallest of things. I'm the girl that's super grateful. Like I get excited about everything. And, um, so that's, that's, that's walking into the 40 and just realizing the blessings that I have and doing better with the, the choices that I make, making sure I take care of my body, making sure all appointments that I need are taken care of, making sure that whatever it is that I need to tap into, that I'm doing that for me, making sure that I'm solid, making sure that I'm healthy on the inside and the outside, making sure that my mind is clear. And then when it's not doing the appropriate things that are healthy to get me to that, not doing things like drinking a bunch of wine and alcohol just because I'm having a tough time. That's one thing I can say about the pandemic that I didn't feel I needed to drink to get through. I enjoy drinking. I just had more time to do it. So um, I love wine. I love all those different things, but I always want to make sure that it's always in moderation for me. And as much as I do drink it, it's kind of weird because I'll have these moments when I'm like, okay, I'll drink some this week. And then I'll have like a whole month and I'm like, oh, I don't need it. And it's just, that's this just growth. Um, but I wanted to switch over for this, this next half of the show to talk about a couple of things that has been going on because again, we are going to be on hiatus or a little break for two weeks. And I do have not watched, let me be really clear. I have not watched, uh, what is it? Reality television in a long time. And the reason why is because I used to sit around watching it every episode for every season, for every spinoff, for every little thing. And I didn't even have me together. Now, again, this only applies to myself. I am not saying that if you watch it, that your mind is not right or that your life is not together and you're just doing whatever. Um, reality TV is is idol television. It's entertainment. So if that's the way you feel to be entertained, that's you. For me, I just didn't can watch it, but I watched enough in, in my years that I was watching it. I watched enough to know the Housewives of Atlanta. Um, Portia watched um, her when she began to come on. So the drama between Portia, her new fiance and the fiance's ex-wife is that they were or may not have been friends. And now they're, she's marrying the, at least the, the, the castmates husband or is about to marry him. That seems a little extra to me right now. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like my life is all cookie cutters and, and good to go. But what I will say is that there has been times in my twenties where I've done some very dishonorable things that a 20 year old would do. Uh, 20 year olds, you kind of live reckless. You kind of just do whatever. Cause you're single. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. I don't know how old Portia is. What I do know is, is that she's a mom and I know moms does not wipe out the years that you've done crazy stuff, it does not put a stop to it. It just shouldn't make you think about the decisions that you make. I don't know if I would want to have my daughter around someone new. I know her, the child's father is very heavily involved and that's great, but I just don't know if I could bring a child into the midst of this. You know, some people are saying that whatever Portia's doing with the new fiance is kind of like a publicity is kind of just to get more, um, more money and whatever the case may be. I can't say if that's the case or not, because I don't know her. 
right? We see snippets and we hear things on the internet. We see things that's popping off. I don't know if that's what she's doing. What I know is that it doesn't look right for me to have even an acquaintance that I know that I've been to their house. And then all of a sudden I'm going to marry their husband, what, 30 days or so after that that couple has gotten divorced. It's just not for me. But in my 20s, I've done some things that I'm not proud. I'm not proud of. Right? I've done some things where I think it was in college, I mess. Well, let's not think in college, I mess with a friend's um, boyfriend. And that's completely, completely, completely wrong. So I'm not going to sit there and act like for me that it's like, Oh, I not me now nah, I would never do that. I can't say never because unfortunately, I mess with somebody's uh, boyfriend. And that was a was completely wrong. And I had to go through the whole apology, I had to go through all this redemption, like it took a minute. But again, I just hope that Portia understands what she's doing. Because when you put that type of atmosphere in the air, like my mom always told me you're going to get that back. And I did I got that back in other ways. So I'm just saying we have to be more responsible. Would I be more understanding if she was a little bit younger, possibly? And that's probably because of the grace that I had to have be extended back to my life. Because this is the thing, I'm always going to admit when I'm wrong, right? I can admit when I'm wrong, because I'll tell my story before somebody go run tell that. Um, at the end of the day, you make choices when you're not thinking you make choices based upon whatever the whatever it is that went down. But in the same token, you've got to be smart smarter about how you move in this earth. So everybody's all up in arms. It's been the topic of the week. Um, and I don't know what to say, except for the fact that I just hope that Portia understands what she's doing. I hope that she's counted up the cost of everything. And I'm not talking about just whatever amount of money he may be having, because apparently he's supposed to be having all this money, whatever the case may be. But sometimes in life, things are not going to be always motivated by money or should not be. I can't say for sure. What I do know is that Portia doing what she's doing just don't seem right. It does not seem right. Um, and I just hope that the one thing that we can learn from that is to make sure that whatever decisions that we're making. So this is why I don't point my fingers, even if I had not had the, the, the unfortunate discretion when I was a kid or, and I say a kid because a 20 year old is a kid, like a 20 year old is a kid. I was a kid. I thought I was grown. You know, you tell I'm grown. I could do what I want to. I'm 18. I don't need anybody's permission. I'm grown. I don't care what they think. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yes. At 20, that's still a child. And let me tell you why, because when your responses, when you've done something and you don't own that and you just start telling people what you is and what you can do, you're still acting like a kid. Your responses are just like a kid. That's why there's 40 year old people. And I say that now because I'm 40 because there's 40 year old people, but there are 40 year olds. There are 50 year olds. There are 60 year olds that are here doing the stuff they're not supposed to do because they have this immature thought process. And you can't always just do the most immature things. You got to sometimes think about why you're doing what you're doing. Like you can't just be a helter skelter. You really got to make a decision about what it is that you want to have done and what you, what you want to call into your life. I can't for the life of me now that I have children just can't just be doing any old type of thing anymore. Whatever decisions that I make when you become a mom, it has to be sure enough on the money. And I mean that by saying it has to be right. All money is not good money. And as and for those who don't know, I am a blogger and an influencer, but I have said no to many of things that didn't align because it just didn't make sense for me. But we don't talk about that. Everybody is taught that once, a, you know, something comes your way, an opportunity comes, you're just supposed to run and take it. You shouldn't. 
That shouldn't be the way that you think because you got to think the reasons why. You got to think about the fallout. You got to ask yourself, are you willing to just accept whatever may come from that? That's why I say I hope that she's considered everything. Because right now this is a story and this will die, right? The story will die. Everybody will get over it or maybe they won't. I don't know. But what can we do to apply the same principle in our lives so that we're not pointing our finger at Portia for this one thing, but then we have 20 other things that we got to gather. And again, I'm not high-fiving what she's doing. She's, she's wrong. Just from what I'm reading, she's wrong. But in the same token, we have so many areas that we have to make sure that we get ourselves together because it's pretty definitive when you think about it when you're out of control and you just don't think about your decision-making process. I've done that plenty of days. And then you think to yourself, maybe if I would have just sat and thought for just a couple more minutes, maybe if I would have just given a chance to just kind of like chill out before I just jumped into something, how much better I would be. You can't tell a 20 something year old dad, right? You couldn't tell a 20 year old toy dad. 20 year old toy was, Oh, well, I'm gonna do me. I don't owe nobody anything. But you do, you do owe people around you when they're looking up to you and they hide you, hold you in a certain regard. So you do, as much as we want to act like we're our own and we don't need nobody, but there's parts of us that we have somebody that we have to look up to and we have to have these conversations. Um, and, and I was thinking too about the things in my twenties when I was 18. Oh God. So, I mean, I had the whole going to the party thing. I went to every party that there was at Penn State, definitely at least freshman and sophomore year. By the time I hit junior and senior year, um, I want to say, yes, I still went to a lot of parties, but it just became like, eh, if it's not one of the bigger parties, I'm not going to go. So yeah, partying was a thing. Drinking, once I became of age, was a thing. Uh, making sure that I was just like always super involved in drama. That was my thing. Like I was like drama magnet. If there was drama to be given out, it would be like, I would definitely be the one that you would do like four draw fours on in a, in a Uno game. And I would always be the one that gets that hand. That would be me, right? When you're a, a magnet for drama, it's usually because of something you have going on the inside. You're not being true to yourself somewhere. And that was my life. I know I sound like I got it all together and I have done quite a work to get my life together and turn my life around. But those earlier years, yeah, no, that, that toy didn't exist. Now, academically, I stayed on top of making sure my schoolwork was done and I worked hard. That was one thing, but I had to work almost triple hard because when you create so much drama around you, who you lose friends, you gain friends, you lose friends, you gain friends, you lose respect, you gain respect, you lose respect, you lose respect. It was an entire mess. And it was weird because the whole time that I was in this drama filled situations, I would always tell myself, man, I can't wait to get out of this Lord. If you get me out this one more time, I'm going to do right. And God seemed to have just come through and the light would just happen and everything would work out for my good eventually. And I would get right back into something else. Right. And often of it was just not making good decisions, good, bad decisions making will mess your life completely up. And some decisions you can do something bad on and you can kind of get that second chance, but there's some things you just don't get a second chance on. And so that's, listen, I'm so grateful 
I'm so grateful. And I couldn't be on so I couldn't be on reality television. And let me be grateful that there wasn't things like social media out when I was in my 20s doing my dirt, right? And that I wasn't out here, you know, tipping and dipping and carrying all like, I'm grateful for that. Because if I had had social media or social media had been really popping back in the time and back when I was in college, this would be a whole nother situation. Um, the the most I had was like AOL. What was it? The AOL? I don't even remember what it was called, but it was almost like a oh AOL Messenger. That was like the highlight. You know, we would put where we were at. Oh, I'm at such and such party on campus. Which now that I'm older, was totally violating us by putting our our, our location out. That wasn't private will. But again, when you're in college, you don't really think about all those things. And so, yeah, if social media had been out as strong as it was now, then child, it would be too much filmage, too much filmage of what I was doing in this life. And I, I don't want to see that. I'm already reflecting back when I think about it mentally and I remember where I was at and who I was with and where I was. Nah, I'm good with the mental part. If I had to have the mental match the physical, and this is exactly why I'd be feeling some way sorry for the younger generation because they can't even do their dirt in peace because somebody is big brothers always watching like I know people were watching me when I was doing my stuff and people knew you know here and there but people didn't have evidence you know it was kind of speculated well we kind of know she doing such and such you know we know she's over there with so-and-so like it was speculated but to have it confirmed I don't need that in my life I do not need that in my life whatsoever um <laughs> so social media back in the 90s and the 2000 for the 99 and the 2000 I don't know about all that I didn't need nobody with no like having somebody recording me on a phone. I mean, they had I had a I had a cell phone, but nobody was really recording people. Like when people was partying, they didn't record. Let me just say, if there is a recording of me dancing somewhere, I am completely unaware. And back in that time, it wasn't a big deal to record something and upload it on a social media. That's what I'll say. So there could be very well a video of some me somewhere dancing at a party, drinking something. Okay, kudos to you for having that. Great for you. But it wasn't as severe as it is now with the social media. Like you could be out here having the worst moment. And this is the reason why I feel so crazy about how we have social media at our at our disposal. Think about it. Somebody gets into a car accident and the first thing people do is start recording. They don't even lend a hand to help you out anymore. They don't go helping you out. They don't make sure you're okay. You you know, something's happened to you. I was um, on the internet and in Philadelphia, we have had an insurgent of murders, insurgent of uh, police shootings and death, just straight up. I mean, it's just so much crazy going on. I pretty much am grateful for the pandemic because once the life starts opening, which is going to be in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be a hot mess, right? And we have this much drama going on in Philly. We only had everybody inside, sort of, kind of. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a bathhouse slaughter. I'm just praying for my city because it's a mess. But people are recording like the after effects of some of the family member of a family member getting shot, and then you see the reaction of the family screaming and that blood curling scream. And people are recording things like this and putting this online. You know, back in the day, even if you had a phone and somebody died, you would never record them, right? You would never show somebody that. And now people be just sending videos and, and, and things of people in their worst situations. And I'm like, who in the heck does these types of things? If you were seeing something that was going down and there's two of you and one is recording and one is helping, all right, maybe. But everybody has their cell phone up so they can get the video, so they can get the, the document, so they can get the shot. And nobody's doing anything to help. 
Like, that is crazy to me, the world that we're in. We're so tied to our phones. I know I am too. Again, I get paid in my opinion, not even my opinion, according to my bank account, I get paid to be on the internet heavy. But even in that, there has to be checks and balances that we don't go from one extreme to the other. What has been my self-care fails of this week and what has been my self-care successes of this week? I have taken the most amazing nap this week. Just random, like not planned. Was supposed to have been watching a movie, decided to go to sleep. My kids woke me up and I was just like, "Uh, you know what? Y'all go ahead and do that. I'm actually going to stay asleep. And it was the best sleep that I needed for the week. So that's a success. The other success was just realizing how to take a break, which is different than a nap. Setting the alarm to say, I'm going to stay, what, 15 minutes. I'm not going to check social media. I'm not going to check my email. I'm not going to check into the to different clients. I'm going to give myself this 15 minutes. And what do I do in this 15 minutes? It could be something as simple as listening to a podcast, going outside and watching the kids play. Um, I've been doing a lot of coloring in my adult coloring book. So that's been a blessing. So those are like the type of successes. The same doctor's appointment that I didn't make last week. I bet you I didn't make it this week. The appointment is still not made. So I got to buckle down because that is a fail. Again, not putting myself first enough to make sure that I am taken care of, that my body is taken care of, that the things that I need to keep myself going is taken care of. That is the most self-care epic fail. That is an epic fail for the week. Another thing is I did not... So I like to plan my uh, content, but I didn't write my content on some of the boards that I normally use. And you might be saying, well, okay, well, you had it written down. But see, when you don't have it in your face constantly and you're not looking over it, which is one of the things I didn't do this week as well, then you forget stuff. So I didn't do that well. So time management wasn't done well, right? Learning to use my time wisely, not done well, right? So next week, I'm going to work on making sure that my time management is on point that the things I need to do to prep is there. I want to make sure all those things are set in stone. The highs of this week is obviously my birthday and just the, the countdown, the, the, the expectation and my husband, not only, I didn't even have an expectation about the things that he was getting me. I more or less knew that he was going to you know he was going to find a way to celebrate me. I had no, no doubt in my mind that that was, that wasn't going to happen. But the high was just making sure that I was able to take care of myself emotionally and mentally, because, you know, you have all this joy around you, but then you can't really enjoy it because you're so wrapped up in some negative space. So that was a, that was a glorious um, success for the week. I would say another fail for me is that I didn't work out the amount of days that I said I was going to, but I didn't do it for like dumb reasons. See, it's one thing to say, I'm going to work out five days a week and then something really comes up and you may have gotten three out of your five, but when you don't do it and the reasons doesn't make sense, that's a problem. So that would be epic fail. Obviously not taking care of my body in physical in the physical sense, not taking care of my body in the mental sense of making sure that again, when you work out, sometimes that helps with your mood, it kind of makes you sleep better. All of these things are tying in. So these are some of the successes and some of the epic fails for the week. 
And the reason why I like to talk about that is because we have these highs and lows of our days. We have high and lows of our weeks and people, people honestly only see these high moments. And so they don't believe that these people that you admire, like having low moments. And I'm here to tell you, they are, they absolutely are. Nobody is smiling 24 seven to the point where life is just somehow beating, just going around the bush and not getting them in any type of way. But we have to understand our highs and our lows so that we can try to find a way to do better. I'm always trying to reset myself daily. I reset myself momentarily. I reset myself weekly and monthly. And it's important. It's important to do that because you'll get so caught up and you won't even take stock of like what's happening around you. What do you need? What don't you need? What do you need to cut back on? And I'm always constantly trying to figure that out and, and, and do it in a way where I'm not beating myself up because something didn't happen. Do you know how many people literally will just sit there and beat themselves up daily about something that they should have, could have, would have did. That is the worst fight. Do you not know that if you sat around thinking about the things you should have done, the things you could have done, the things that you probably need to get done, and you don't, it'll be self-defeating sometimes just sitting around thinking about that. So we have to have some sort of balance. So those are my self-care highs and lows, successes and fails, some of them epic. So hopefully next time in the next two weeks, I have gone to the doctor and gotten my life all the way together because that is key. And I heard a commercial on the radio saying people need to get back to, you know, going back to the doctors. So, so true. Now, my kids' doctor's appointments, super set, set for months, ready for them to get in there so they can make sure they're all up to date and their shots and things like that. Me, I'm like, eh, I'll get to it. I'll get there. That can't be. We have to give ourselves the same level of energy that we give everybody else. So what will my downtime look for the next two weeks while we're on a break? Um... It's going to have the same level of intensity with work and blogging and things of that. So that's going to always stay the same, if not get more increased. I am going to be celebrating. My oldest has a birthday coming up. So in between these next two weeks, we will be celebrating her. We have plans all nice and set for her. She is probably going to be the happiest that she needs to be because again, birthdays are big. You should be celebrated. And that's what I want to be focusing on. And trying to figure out if the gas prices are going to go down enough for us to try to plan a little road trip. And the reason why is because I'm not getting on a plane anytime soon, if I can help it. And it has to be a reason for me to get on a plane. But in the same token, I want to make sure that our kids can kind of get out but still be safe last year. And of course, this whole year, we've been in the house. And we have been social distancing and we have been following all the CDC uh, rules and regulations and all that great stuff. But I also want to make sure that my kids can see some world and get out here and really get themselves together and, you know, see other things outside of Philadelphia. Now, we do quite a bit of travel, so it's not like, you know, the, this is the first time I'm getting them out of the city. Like that is not at all what the case is. It's just a matter of making sure that they travel and they're used to that because they should people really should get out and see the world that's around them and get out and enjoy the world. Some of my personal 
hopes is that I would want to be able to schedule um, the rest of my staycations for the rest of the year. I may have to just kind of do that, like plan the next one for the next couple of months and then plan as I get closer, just because, you know, the way that my life works is that I don't have my schedule fully set as of right now. I can start working on like maybe one or two months ahead and then I can't go any further, but I want to get at least two to three more staycations in. And I want to do one by myself. Like I want to do like a whole, you know, stay at, I've been looking at, so last year, right before the pandemic, I literally had everything completely set up. Do you hear me? Like the rest of us in America, we all in the world, I should say, had all these plans, finalized plans, super excited, can't wait. I had found a, a beautiful bed and breakfast here in Philadelphia that I wanted to go to. I wanted to just go to this bed and breakfast, stay for the weekend, wake up, have breakfast, brunch. Well, I like brunch, but breakfast or brunch and literally just like do a little sightseeing on my own. I love to walk around and get my exercise and kind of walk and just see things. And not everybody in my house believes in the same type of mentality. So I like to find activities that are just exclusive to the things that I love. Now had the pandemic not gone down, I've already would have taken several trips by myself. I have been getting into solo traveling in the last couple of years. And the one thing that I like about solo traveling is that if you do it correctly, you can do solo traveling and still be safe. You just have to have, first of all, good common sense and a game plan. And you have to plan like you have to have something, most of it plan and then leave room for just relaxation. But I say all that to say that I'm hoping that life will start to level out soon because I want to get back into my solo trips. One thing about solo trips, it'll make you appreciate everything about yourself. One I love about solo trips is that you get to eat the things that you like. I like to get up on my time. I like to, if I want my schedule to be jam-packed, to go ahead and do that. And if I don't want my schedule to be jam-packed, I can go ahead and do that. When you go on trips with friends, when you go on trips as a family, when you go on trips with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, you have to blend everybody's thought process and the things that they want to the best of your ability. So you can't go on vacation with four, three other people and then decide that everything that's happening for that trip has to be what you want. Like it has to be compromised. I love solo trips because I don't have to compromise with nobody. As long as the airways is safe and as long as, you know, the coins is right in my account, I'm ready to go on a solo trip. So if you have not done a solo trip and as you begin to get comfortable, do yourself a huge justice by doing a solo trip. You don't have to go out of the country if you're not comfortable, but take a state that you've never been to and someplace that you want to go to, but research everything. I can't stress that enough. You should know the distance between your hotel and most of the places that you want to see so that you can determine if you're going to get a rental car or if you're going to get an Uber. I used to do like plan out the Ubers and see how the distance would work back and forth just so I can get a general sense and also have that money for them surge prices because you already know that's how that works too. But I adjure everyone, male or female, they, you, whomever to get your solo travel together. Something about doing something that's exclusively to you for you is absolutely amazing. And this is why I'm saying also to push staycations. Everybody can't get in, in, in airways and travel. Some people are just afraid to get on planes. But whatever you can do, 
do it. If you want to take a cross country or, you know, and drive and do a huge road trip by yourself, do that. Cause now you get to open yourself up to seeing multiple places within a period of time, whatever the case put back into yourself. Listen, the one thing that I have learned is that I am completely just as valuable. And that's why I'm so mad about myself about them um, epic fails. But for the most part, I realize how valuable I am to me if I'm happy. I am the best blogger that I can be. I'm the best podcaster I can be. I'm the best um, woman I can be. And then when you start adding titles, when you then start adding titles, I can be the best wife that I can be when I poured into myself and I'm happy about the skin that I'm carrying. Nothing is worse than having your life be beautiful all around you, but you can't even enjoy it because all you see is this negative I, I used to be like that. All you see is negative all around you. And you start disturbing people, other people's peace. It's horrible. It's a horrible thing when you start disturbing everybody else's peace, including your own. It's one thing if you disturb some other, you know, for other people, you start disturbing yourself, you know, you have reached rock bottom, and I need you to pour it back into your cup. So I have turned 40, thank the Lord. And the steps leading up to that to being coming 40 and realizing what I want hasn't always been easy, right? We talked about that today in this episode. We talked about just the highs and lows of life and things that I've done that I'm not proud of. We talked about, you know, Portia and Portia Williams. I think her name is Williams, but Portia getting on the show and deciding to marry this woman's husband that are now divorced or on their process of divorce. And I just think after 30 days, that's a little bit much. But again, I know that I haven't you know, done the things that I needed to do in every aspect of my life. And those are things that I pray that God has forgiven me. I know I've tried to do the best I can to forgive myself and move on with my life. But you know, you take those lessons that are the most hard hitting, the ones that seem like you'll never get out of the ones that people talk about the most, the ones when you walk into a room and everybody knows what you've done. You know, those are very disheartening times, right? And we all have had those times. Those are called those shameful moments, right? I've had a lot of shameful moments and they could be something that maybe nobody else knew, but just me. It could have been something that everybody in the world knew, but me or, and uh, not, but me, but, and me, but, I think I've grown from those moments. You know, people say that you can't change. And I think people can't change who don't want to change. But when you want to change, you'll change. Now, whether people accept you in that change, that's their business. But you got to do the real work, like to honestly, fully change and not just say it, but you really walk into that. You got to do the work. It takes a lot, a lot of work, a lot of patience, and you're going to be frustrated. And you know what my biggest lesson through all of these things in 40 and just like getting to this point was that when people didn't forgive me, I had enough forgiveness for myself and, and I showed up for myself in the areas that were, that revealed itself, whatever area that revealed the lack of morality in my life, I had to get deeper, deeper down into making sure that I did whatever needed to be done to show that forgiveness. But in the same token, I'm probably have people on earth that probably still will never forgive me. And no matter what, right just will never forgive me. And I'm sure maybe that is the case. Maybe there's somebody that's listening to this and is like, I know her from back in the day and I still don't like her. I only thing I can say is, Hey, I'm sorry that whatever I showed in my character was such enough that you felt disdain and you didn't have want to have anything to do with me. It happens. The best thing I can do is first of all, walk in peace. 
And the only thing I can do is make sure that my my yeses are yeses and my noes are noes. So I want you to have a great week. And in addition to that, I want you to have a great two weeks. We will be back. If you've missed the episode, go back because I will still be making sure that I uh, promote, you know, people to listen to the podcast within the next two weeks, even though we've been on a little bit of hiatus. I will be back for you and back to you on Friday, June the 4th, as we start the unofficial move of the summer. So we can see what's actually going to happen, like what's going to happen in these next couple of months. What will summer look like? So thank you for joining me for Conversations with Toy. Make sure you share, make sure that you like, make sure that you review and give us a great review because that's how other people get to hear or get to be well known that Toy Time or a Conversation with Toy even exists. So thank you for season three. I hope that it was enlightening because season four, we got these guests. They are coming in with all the goods and I want you to just be safe and no matter what you do. And uh, let's go into these 40s. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.